The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Fellas, don't drink that coffee. You'd never guess. There was a fish in the percolator. It's time for 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 the percolator. Percolator. There was a fish. There was a fish. There was a fish in the percolator. There was a fish. There was a fish. There was a fish. It's time. There was a fish. There was a fish. There was a fish in the percolator. I want to know, like, did you have anything to do with, like, writing the song or, um, like, the way it was delivered? It does have kind of a weird story. It's like, um, let's see, just to preface it, thank you guys for putting up with it, the ones who yeah, some people actually like it, which is cool, but and I like it too in a way. It's just that why it's a little bit more quirky than it, it you know, which was why he likes it now and he keeps it and stuff because it's quirky. Um, we, I brought a guitar to the set every day. I mean, I was always like, when there was a break, I'd always be in my trailer, blah, 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 annoying um, certain people around trying to meditate and stuff. So he came in and he said, well, Do you want to do a song on the show? And I, I immediately in my head, I thought, or he said, you want to play on the show, the guitar or whatever. I thought immediately it would be some leads or something. And, you know, as a as sort of, maybe you catch James like doing some leads and then a scene starts and he puts the guitar down or something, I don't know. And he says, no, like a full-blown song. So I'm like, oh my God. So, <laughs> so I go, okay, you mean singing and everything? He's like, okay, so we go into um, the Briggs house where there was, oh no, I'm sorry, it wasn't the Briggs house, it was Donna's house where there was, um, See, I told the story in a while. Okay, there was a piano and Angelo. I wonder and how many times he so tells the story. I'm sitting there like, okay, and they, we all went, you know, he said, we're gonna write this song, we're gonna go do it in two weeks and record it and it'll be on the show, okay. So we're sitting down and he's like, what did you wanna do? What kind of vibe did you wanna do? And I said something probably 50s, you know, kind of mixed 50s, old rock and roll, but something a little bit now. And he goes, what, like, what 50s? And I said, well, like that old doo-wop, sort of like only you, like, Falsetto, but then sang regular and then falsetto. Like and he goes, ever. Oh, oh my you. God. Just, just you. <laughs> and he starts singing, and I go, okay. And then Angelo, you go, Angelo, do the dun, 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 dun. Like, and Angelo starts doing 50s. Oh, okay. Dun, 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 dun. And he goes, and I, and he starts writing it. And then Angelo goes, together, and he's together. And I go, forever. And then he goes, and we all go, in love. And then that's literally how it went. Other, and he goes, that's it, let's just go and record that. And he writes down the four lines, and he goes, we'll go do that next two weeks. And he goes, James, get ready to play on it. We're gonna play guitar and it, you'll record it. And I went, cool. I get there, and he was jammed for time at the studio in Hollywood, and he had already recorded all the music, and it was not in my key. I can't, and so, if you sing falsetto, it has to be specific because you have to, the key has to be specific because you have to be able to sing the falsetto, and all this stuff, and then come down to, your regular voice and it's like in only you he goes only he's regular voice only and then you you know you're supposed to be able to come down back to normal 
So I was in high falsetto the whole time because the key was wrong and if I broke it would have been too low and it was like awful. So I <laughs> and a little off key because it wasn't my key. I was struggling and he, he hated it at first and then he goes, you know, no, I love this. <laughs> and I said, yeah. And, I, and he goes, I go, please, can I just re-record it with the guitar in my key? It'll sound so much better. He goes, James, this is fan phenomenal. <laughs> I'm like, for you it is. For me. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Fire Cast with Us, a Twin Peaks podcast. Welcome, Kelly Fuge Pick. We are back. Making it hard <laughs> to be here, bud. <laughs> that was a long intro. <laughs> that was longer than Twin Peaks uh, credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so much more painful. Fine, guys. Is that better? Is this better? Is this how you want to open the show? Yeah. Oh, anything's better than that. Cal, you have a partner in crime now. This song was all about the moment <laughs> when you go, Ugh. That's what made yeah. this joke funny. And now it's the moment you and Future, Ugh, together. Uh, uh. Uh, no, it's like, yay, someone is in hell with me for a change. <laughs> Make it I mean, stop. It, the, yeah. You know, I tried being like, oh, no big deal, you know? Uh, but it's so. It did constant. work. It did work. <laughs> I thought I reverse psychology that shit did not work. Pick, I but, like the song. What about you? Um, It doesn't bother me. I like all yeah. music. Um, if you like this song, you hate music. I like that you hate this song, and that makes me like it so much more. Why do you, why do this? I've always been nice to you. Yeah, I even, I even that hung just, out with you in, in, in Florida. That you time. met my mom? Pretty sure yeah. that just makes you a bad person. <laughs> If you just, <laughs> just like things, I mean, I like, don't hate the song. Like I mean, I I, I kind of oh, like the song. Oh, it's good fun. I but, like the yeah. song. I like the bass line. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> hey, well, future, have you ever listened to the podcast Gunners and the Pis Gunner and the Pistols podcast? Uh, it's called Wrong Hole. Wrong what's the, hole. What's, yeah. It's, uh, what's no. the number of that? Actually, then. Oh yeah, Wrong Hole. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a really good one. A really great. It was called our worst, like top five most embarrassing moments. That at one point was our, our most downloaded episode. <laughs> Did you play this for me? I, I remember this sounds familiar. I don't know, but that one time that like doubled our second most downloaded episode. Like it's, it's one of our better ones, that's for sure. I think it was. Yeah, and it was just so straight. So it was a really long time ago. And it, it really embarrasses Gunner towards the end, so I think uh, you might might take a gander at that. I had a lot yeah. of least, Gunner, did you take one in the wrong hole? Wait, no, is this about... Ah, uh... oh, fuck. I, I think so, you okay, so uh, uh, long story short... Yeah, uh, God, you're just... Okay, go ahead. Long story short... You don't have to listen to the whole shit. No, no, I'll just do this, this sum-up version. No, I don't want you to. It's fine. You can just go past this thing and... Listen to this thing. Okay, we'll skip it then. <laughs> www.wideopenmike.net. No, 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 I mean, you skip can type. My shit. No, 
Bobby skip mine and his, and let's just go straight to your top one. Well, I'm not going to do the whole top ten list, or top five list. I was just going to do, I, I think, you're, I'm assuming you're meaning the namesake of the episode, the wrong whole yeah. story. Is yeah, that yeah. the one you're talking That's about, That's exactly... Yes, dear. So, long story short, uh, I was swimming in my girlfriend's pool in high school, and she had a pool, and all of a sudden, our suits came off, and I decided I would drop. You you stuck it in the jet? Well, I dropped, and I, I came up, and I was all cocky, and I'm like, yeah, well, you like them apples, and she's laughing, and... It's so funny. She goes, wrong hole. But I think when you're explaining <laughs> on the podcast, it was like, you're like, yeah, she was like jiggling and worming and squirming. And- I think I, I used the phrase, if there was a Nobel Prize for Colonel Langus, I would have won it twice that day. That's how awesome I was. I'm not exactly <laughs> kind of linguist. Whatever. <laughs> More Wait, that, <laughs> Anyway, episode. Well, you know, f- future, features, features all about the success. So you know. Yeah. I, hey, man, it's great success. Go for it. it. The end result is, uh, you know, satisfaction. Then. A- any way you can get success, I'd go for it. My Let friend. me just say, I did learn a, uh, I did learn a big thing about using goggles in the pool. That's all I'm gonna say. Next time, wear your goggles. <laughs> episode three. I just Next don't spend time. that much time underwater. Next time. <laughs> Next time I. Episode three, episode three of season two, the man behind the glass. Pickle, who is the man behind the glass? Uh, the wizard. I think it's, I think it's uh, Lucy's baby. Uh. Anyway, this. Or Julie. The Julie. Yeah, I I didn't even catch the name of the title. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't Uh, get what that means. But the man behind the glass. And I think that's what this title is no 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 it's uh it's um it's uh harold no episode four is he's a a oh he's he's the man behind the glass why is he because he's also in there in his little atrium with his uh orchids okay yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 This is the first time we see Harold too. It's well, we kind of see it him is, last yeah. week, but just we, a little bit. we didn't see Harold. No, we, we didn't just... see the this the soft like. We we sensitive. saw him peek out a window, but you assumed that he was like an old like weird shut in guy. Not the like man covered. peeking behind the glass. Yeah. Oh okay. Oh no! Yeah, I get a pick. Oh. I get it. Yeah, All right, so this aired uh, October 13th, 1990, one week after the previous episode. Written by Robert Ingalls and directed by Leslie Linka Glatter and Fuchs. One minute, 33 seconds of opening credits. Not bad. I mean, I mean, the, the 90 seconds is acceptable. You know, 180 is too much. Nice. So let's just, man, let's just dive into this episode, man. A lot of good stuff in this. So we opened with Ronette freaking out. We find the killer put a bee under her nail, and they think the killer uh, messed with her IV. Of course, Albert thinks maybe she heard uh, uh, Phil, uh, John Philip Sousa march and went to look for her baton, which is awesome. Love Great Albert. Line. So pick, our, uh, let me ask you a question about this pick, because there's something I... I'm wondering if I've been catching this wrong the whole time. Are we to believe that this bee was put under her nail 
while she was in the hospital? Is that what they were saying? Uh, I don't, I don't, don't know. I don't think. I, I think so. Yeah, that's I what think I kind of caught that. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I had never caught uh, that before. That's why Harry's like, we had 24-hour security. I don't know how it happened. And Coop's like, well, maybe it did. Well, maybe it what, has what to do with What possessed him to check the nails like four different times? Uh, yeah. And and also while she's having like a major condition bed. Well, they they like, well, they oh, we might as that, well. No, she was freaking out, and then they saw something was like the IV was discolored. And then they checked it because she was freaking out. I, I think that clearly something set her off. And someone shoving a bunch of shit under her fingernail would, you know, probably cause that reaction. That makes sense. Oh. Was, was that from her, from her, uh, her seeing the Bob picture? Is I that thought that's what the freak out was from. No, the freak out was from someone, someone coming in and shoving shit under her fingernails. Uh, oh. Yeah, I think the okay. Bob the Bob picture freakout was earlier. That was yeah, that was a while ago. So I just figured um, it might be in involved. In <laughs> All right, so then Coop uh, goes and tells Harry and Albert about the visit from the giant. So I got a question for you, Kel. Um, why does Albert have like? Why does he have such disdain for all the weirdos in Twin Peaks, but he kind of just accepts Coop and all his weirdness? I don't think he well, was I making that... so- Oh, Kelly, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Uh, well, I was going to say that I think uh, possibly because he's he's known Cooper for a while, you know, he may uh, have bonded with him and I, maybe some other cases, and that... Um, he, he, I think he does know that there's something out there and that he's just sort of, you know, put up this like, you know, Billy Badass front because uh, it, maybe he feels as though it's only certain special, special ones like Cooper that can believe well, or Coop, see. Cooper out, outranks him, doesn't he? I don't even think he, he tolerates I think he tolerates it because he's forced to by his job. Hmm. What were you going to say, Pick? I was going to say, I didn't get that he was uh, letting Cooper say the stuff, because every time Cooper said something about, he was kind of a, a jerk to Cooper, too. It was like, yeah. Well, later kinda, on in the yeah, episode, he is. Yeah, later on, he is. We'll get that that later, so, okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he, he really is down with the weirdo-ness he, at all. Yeah, period. He just kind of shuts down the whole... <laughs> He's a skeptic. He tolerates it from Coop because Coop outranks him and he doesn't have a choice. Okay. Okay. I I think he doesn't want Cooper to to turn into one of the weirdos and and, and he kind of like... Oh, bro, Coop's the weirdest one on the show. Mm, He's a lost cause. True, but I think he's just kind of trying to protect him. No no one's any love for the here in Susa march and went to look for her baton? I, that was a great line. I laughed. Uh, anything Albert says is <laughs> perfect. I, I like the line where he's like, ah, oh, a giant and a dwarf. Are they ever related or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, like, like he's not tolerating it from Cooper. Yeah, he's not putting up with it like at all. He's throwing it at Coop just as much as everybody else. But again, he outranks him, so he can't just like punch him. Like he was going <laughs> to. 
right, all right. Well, we got more on that later. We got another scene later where I we'll go back to that. So, so next we go to Donald and Harold Smith. He invites her. Uh, he invites her in, and he offers her some random items like saltines with apple butter. And yeah, he, he offers to let her wash her hands. So fuge. So Donna knows that Harold Smith is a shut-in. She mentions it. Yeah. Shouldn't she take the hint and wash her damn hands? He likes you want some food or wash your hands. Yeah, no, she definitely should have gone and washed her hands as a courtesy. Like, that dude wanted her to wash her hands. Definitely going to not get a good tip. (laughs) I don't don't think Meals on Wheels tip. Although, the whole Harrod situation has me pretty intrigued. I mean, I'm I'm pretty shut-in-y as well. Can I just yeah, get, I wanted to be, yeah. yeah, can I just get yeah. meals Let's sign up. You can. It's called Uber Eats or yeah, DoorDash. DoorDash. <laughs> Pretty sure meals on wheels are free, though. Right I, I want those free meals. Oh, oh, I want yeah. that cream corn, bro. Garmon Banzia. I want that creamed corn. I said it specifically, no cream corn. Garmon Banzia. Isn't that Billy Mad- uh, Billy Madison's mama? It is. Uh, Happy Gilmore. Grandma. Oh, Happy, Happy Gilmore. Yes, yes. I oh, love it. All right, so uh, so Harold Smith starts telling Donna about him and Laura's relationship. Oh, one thing, Gunnar. Yep. Donna changed her appearance again. Like, like she went she's from back to regular Donna. But she's not like regular Donna. She's she's not like as nerdy as as she was. I still think she's kind of part part Laura. I like that he called out that she's wearing a different sweater than the other day. Like, isn't that how most people operate? I don't know about you. Man, <laughs> I don't wear the exact same clothes every single day. Like, oh, if I was a shut in, yeah, if I was a shut in, oh man, I've oh, gone. I've gotten up Monday and been like, man, I've wore this to work on Friday. I better change. Like, no, 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 no. If you're a proper shut-in, you get like 14 pairs of sweatpants and 14 sweatshirts, and you just rotate through that shit every day. As a proper shut-in, I guess I, guess I am a shut-in. Yeah, I've had a very good shut-in then. I say it might be the same shirt. You might have 14 gray T-shirts, but it's a clean one every time. I mean, when I shower, I put on new clothes, but there's times I don't shower all weekend. And that's I got to shower. Oh. That's the wrong hole, Gunner. <laughs> all right, so uh, Donna... So, <laughs> so Harold goes to get her something to drink, and Donna sees a people piece of paper and starts snooping around his stuff. Kel, does Harold want Donna dude, to dude, snoop? Dude, all, 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 I'm, all, I'm, all I'm thinking about right now is like all the texts I get about you having soccer practice uh, every weekend and soccer games, and I'm here, there, now you're like, I don't take showers on the weekends. I'm well, like, I'm not playing in the soccer games. Yeah, but you're, you're still out there. Well, I'll shower if I'm going to go. If I'm going out, I'm going to shower. <laughs> if it's one of those weekends that I'm laying around the house all weekend, eh, maybe I'll shower tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and I'm like, eh, shower tomorrow. We're, we're, we're calling you out as, as a slob, I think is what's happening here. <laughs> take a shower. Yeah. It's, it's a, let's put it this way. Once all the water dries up, yeah, Come on. bro, we're gonna be murdering each other for drinkable water in a few years. Enjoy the showers while you can take them. Take a shower. <laughs> Parents are coming shower. tomorrow. Oh, God. Just call me the beekeeper. <laughs> 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 all 
right. So, Kel, does uh, Harold Smith want her to snoop around? No, I don't think so. I was kind of uh, feeling I that. Think... I feel like he I left that letter out. On purpose. Yeah, it was very... I think, I think he's liking the company. Mm. Yeah, he seems like he just I mean, enjoys maybe, yeah. I mean, now that you say it, it's just... I really don't want him to. So what? what really is going really on just, here, Kel? I dislike Donna so much. Yeah, I hate Donna. I think he wants her to know the secrets. But... I, I think he also wants to keep them because he promised he would. Well, maybe Harold's not really a shut-in. Oh, can I say? Never mind. Well, I, don't know. I don't. I don't. Sorry, sorry, future. Oh, ooh, ooh. wait, is he not? Are you serious? <sighs> Why can't I like lead somebody the wrong way? Won't for just one time? Well, I didn't know what you were trying. I thought maybe you led me the wrong way. I'm like, wait, I don't remember that. <laughs> or is he? Almost had me going. Let me let me have fun with the virgin. (laughs) We must pass the virgin. Pepper the virgin. Pepper the virgin. Uh, Wrong hole. The virgin. (laughs) I pick. It's your turn with the virgin next. Uh, It's too late now. Every time I do, I I get I get shut. I'm pretty sure you only get down. one turn with a virgin. (laughs) No, next time we do anything, we should do rinse and repeat affair. All of us should watch a show that he hasn't seen, and he could be the virgin. How about that? Oh, yeah. Good luck finding one. Venture Small wonder. Oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> Felicity. Right out of the gate. We all had one. <laughs> That's it. Felicity podcast. Magnum P.I. All right. So let's get back to our good buddy, Coop. Him and Harry are going over the letters that Bob and t- about. The letters and Bob, and they're talking about the giant. And here, here, Albert is dismissive, but he still kind of is respectful. So I don't know. He then makes a knuckle dragging comment to Harry. Boss, you can't be that disrespectful to your. I boss. find them though they're friends. I think of them as being friends, not just. I think they are. Um, I think colleagues. they've been through something together. Yeah, I think they they're respected. They, they're colleagues who respect each other. But like, the, you know, I think Coop bears very um, admires Albert's methodology, but I think Albert is a highly questionative of uh, highly suspect of Coop's methodology. Like, like you know, so he the results, is, is so he, he knows a, to let it happen. But he medical he's, examiner. Or? What's that? He's, he's a, a forensic guy. A forensic guy, yeah. So anyway, so he makes a knuckle dragging comment, and it sets uh, it sets Harry up, and he grabs him by the by the necktie, and and wait, then, wait, 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 before that though, uh, can I get a little clip? So he made a comment. Wait, is it was at this point where he made the comment about the poodle uh, enthusiast, or is that later? I thought that was right oh, here. God. Is it here? Uh... I thought that was right here. Can someone please tell me what a a standard poodle enthusiast oh. is? I did. <laughs> Oh, that was, no, no, no. That was when they were looking at the flesh world. Is that, this might've been this scene. Actually. I swear that this, it's, it's right next yeah. to my notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's when they were yeah, going through that, flesh that, world. Yeah, he says that Leo is currently serving as uh, Mr. Potato Head. Yes. And then he, uh, which that was a great line, but dude, Albert's great. He really So is that better than after they grab each other by the neck and then Albert does this whole speech about being a pessimist? 
And then they're playing the Twin Peaks score, you know, the... Uh, they're playing this Twin Peaks score, like this romantic music, and he does this whole speech about being a pessimist, and then he tells him that he loves him. Like not a pessimist, he's a pacifist. Pacifist, that's what I meant. I apologize. He does very different violence. things. Yeah, he's a <laughs> believes in Gandhi. Pacifistic, a pacifistic pacifist. What is a future Gandhi and something else? Gandhi and King. Martin no. Luther King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Fuchs, yeah. is that just me, or is that just a weird choice of music? Um, I think it's more weird that you find that music romantic. Really? This is what you would play on a nice candlelit dinner date with, with a wife. gushing waterfall coming down. I think it's there would be no the gushing waterfall from this music. <laughs> the woman likes Twin Peaks, yes. It's you, hard you though would, because this is be them very <laughs> You this song actually, yeah, cuz when this song plays, it you just have all this weird crap in your mind. Yeah, dude, and it's very it's meant to be somewhat unsettling. I don't think you're getting a waterfall. I think they're drying up. No, like but the Gobi. Twin Peaks waterfall that we're seeing. <laughs> yeah, but I think you're getting <laughs> Gobi Desert over there, brother, like this. <laughs> All right, so they let James go, and then we see Lucy apparently playing Scrabble, but we find out she's trying to find words with R, B, and T in it. And then pick. We beat them. We get to meet the man, the myth, the legend. Fancy pants. Dick Tremaine. So everyone, including Lucy, seems to dislike him. Pick, are you a Dick fan? Do you love Dick? That is not a fair question. Are you a Dick Tremaine fan? <laughs> uh, Dick Tremaine fan. Uh, uh, I, I, I do like Dick Tremaine, but you know why? Uh, it's really because he was on that Ricky Schroeder show. Uh, Silver Spoons? Silver Spoons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's that's uh literally the he's, only reason. He's, he's, he was in, what else is he in? As a kid, that's all I remember. I mean, I just love that he's like trying to smoke a cigarette in that one of the, whatever you call those long filter things that women it's just a, Yeah, he's it's just a he's holder, yeah, he eats. Do you ever wonder why I drink? he's very like sorry to interrupt you, but it was like a he's like a classic narcissist. You know, oh, yeah. blah, 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 talk about me. Look at how I eat with my fork. <laughs> and I love her. Yeah. He's like, let's go Dutch. <laughs> like, so I don't even think he's, he's a narcissist. I think he a douche? wants, no, I think he wants people to think he's fancy and he's not. Oh, a poser. And then yeah. they were he's, talking about like being on the mattress in the store. Were they, is that where? Oh yeah, they they banged on the in the department store, and that's yeah. where uh, her conception happened. Yes. Yeah. Well, we don't, don't know like that, that it's his. It could be. It could be. I don't like be, the idea of Lucy being a hoe, though. That makes me sad. Yeah, we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. Well, well she was very that. she was very exciting. The thrill of it is what what she enjoyed the most. <laughs> so we'll get back to their date in a minute. But before we do, let's get back to Coop, Harry, and now Hawk, all talking about the giant when Leland shows up. Robot. Um, he knows that oh, I love that she wrote down as soon as Hawk said robot so it, it's funny so was he just saying another word that fit the three letters or was he trying to call Dick a robot no no he is uh, trying to he's trying to help out he's just with saying robot. more words gotcha okay. so anyway so uh, 
We find out that Bob lived next door to Leland's grandfather. He said his last name was Robertson, so Robert Robertson. So uh, let me ask you, Pick, we do know Bob's name, right? Like Mike, the one our man told us, right? Yeah. So then why is Coop like... His name is Bob. Why is Coop kind of putting this stuff together? Does he not remember? Was that Cooper's dream? Yeah. Do you, do you remember everything that happens in the dream? Well, and is Bob, I mean, Bob might not be enough to go off of. Okay, all right. He just needs more, right? I think it's showing him putting it together, but it's like taking uh, excruciatingly, like... He's an FBI guy. He needs evidence. He needs more than... more. He just needs more. <laughs> but then at the same time, like, if a rock hits something, it's like, up, oh, Jay, you know? <laughs> like, yep, that's it. Well, yeah, fair. <laughs> so then I we get kill Laura Palmer. It's like, do you? What? Who is it? Oh, uh, it's the giant told me there's owls. And what, what letter was in Laura? Uh, she had the R. R. Yeah, she had the R because uh, Teresa had the T. Oh, here's the thing. Why? Why is no, he no, spill, no, no, spilling no. his? He, she had the B. Why would he be spelling his name in like non sequential oh. um, order? <clears throat> spoiler. Is that not spoiler? Uh, no, I, I guess they like... no, I guess they figured that out. Yeah, Coop Coop said it was he was spelling Robertson or whatever in the Yeah, that was their thing. That's spelling Robert or whatever. Yeah. So uh Robertson yeah, would be a lot of a uh, lot more uh lot more victims. Better get on. Well, Three more, but yeah. yeah. Here we go, the return. Did anyone just else, uh, was anyone else impressed at how good of a fucking <gasps> shot Leland the was with the matches Our and the match didn't go team. out? I think I have a, a theory behind that that I was going to ask about, but. Uh, theory behind what? About that. I can't really talk about it, though. I just hope I oh, remember. Spells return. Well. Anyway, um, all right. So, uh, so then we uh, we get to uh, Lucy and Dick's date, um, and we find out that uh, is that a date? Can you qualify that as a date? It's they went they went Dutch. Yeah. So if you each buy yourself lunch at a big boy, does that count as a date? Weren't they at the counter too? So they technically weren't at a booth together. They weren't even at a booth. Yeah, they they weren't even facing each other. They were sitting no. next to each other, paying for their own. They had, they had like diner. a friend. They had a friend encounter. Yeah, All it's right. not a date. Anyway, I've... we we find out that uh, that they were going out for three months. Bro, then... you know what I qualify a date as, right? Sex. Success. Well, no, it's success. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they uh, they were going yeah. out for three months, and then all of a sudden, he just stopped calling. She tells him that she is, and to yeah, quote after Dick, they had the SCX preggers. Is anyone else just disappointed in Lucy for dating this guy for three months? Well, that, that's 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 my question to you, Kelly. Why? Well, that's 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 longer than uh, James dated Laura. <laughs> well, why is she dating Dick for three months when she's in a relationship with Andy, Kel? Uh... Well, I mean, I don't really know. Okay, so she, okay, so three months, and then he hasn't called her for six weeks. I mean, are they exclusive? 
I mean, yeah, are they dating or are they, you know, together together? Maybe, maybe they were having like this little cute, cutesy courtship at at work while she was having a thing with Dick. So they're she not hooked up around the same time. Dick. I don't know. In my <laughs> mind, they are together. Let's get some dick forever. Also, I love that his recompense was to give her uh, access to his 20% story. <laughs> Discount at horn. And she was, and she was like, out, ooh. Babe, she kind of did think about it. She was like, Oh, she was excited for it. She wanted that well, dress. And then, but then she was like, and then my turn in <laughs> And then he goes, Preggers? <laughs> great. Yeah, Preggers. All right. Well, then we move over and we see our good friend... James and Maddie sitting at the same side of a booth together and then bang the James song comes on the instrumental version pick where do I get this instrumental version of this song I don't, maybe the jukebox at R&R <laughs> did Kelly leave <laughs> like out of disdain well see you later <laughs> alright so James doesn't seem to like the new Donna. Pick, is he serious? Does he really not like this, or is he just trying to hook up with Maddie? I think James is just a good guy, man. Is he a good guy, or is he a sleazeball? No, I James ain't a sleazeball. He just, he just wants happiness. He wants him he's a, a good idiot. He's just a simpleton? Yeah, that that sleazy. He's just too dumb to do the the he, right thing. He knows that Laura had a little problem with the nose candy, and you know he just wants he he, he wants Donna, but he wants Donna to not be Laura. So he, he wants he, Donna. He wants Donna. Nerd Donna. Yeah, he wants he wants stupid Donna. And then, <laughs> and then he wants then, Donna before she turns into. Where she's like, like Donna, like when she's crying on her hands, like she's like, oh, yeah, that's the Donna he likes. Yeah, he, he likes to be the uh, hero. So I also have another question. So not one of these characters ever goes to effing school. <laughs> like We have not seen the school in a long time. Assumed, uh, it's summer. It's, 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 that Laura died it's, summer, it's either summertime or they're all no, out. No, because on, he was uh, at football practice. Football's during the fall. Football season's over. Okay. Maybe it was summer practice for the upcoming season. No, because they were in school well, when she the, died. Maybe the, they. T- maybe what they do is they time warp. Yeah, possible. The uh, the um, funeral was in the fall, though, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, because uh, maybe they're in an the alternate movie. universe. Maybe they're all just on bereavement break. Laura, their friend's dead, so no one has to go to school for a couple weeks. Okay. It's possible. All right. So then after Donna sees them holding hands and bolts out, we go to Audrey, who's at one-eyed... sit there and hold hands. At one-eyed Jackson, Emery and Blackie tie her up and attempt to extort Ben. Fuge, what could go wrong with this scenario? No, bro. Everything <laughs> could only go right. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. What I'm was like, the shit in her mouth? I like uh, uh, heroin addicted Audrey. I like the direction this is going. Because she doesn't. Wanna, <laughs> if anyone ever deserved to have something as horrible as a heroin addiction, it, it's Audrey or Shannon. All right. What about what about Julie? Julie is innocent. In Julie is a sweetheart. Julie is a victim of of. 
Julie should be the one to get inject the heroin. <laughs> be like, you want what? That's what you, she probably that, should because you know to get payback on Audrey. I was gonna say it's actually good vengeance for poking holes in that coffee cup. She gets to uh, poke holes and fill her with some black tar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we go to uh, Mike, who is selling shoes to Harry. And he sees a picture of Bob and just kind of freaks out. So, Pick, when Coop was visited by Mike in his vision, he kind of seems so much different. Is this the same Mike? What's going on here? Can you can you elaborate as to what's going on without spoiling anything? Uh, I can't. I don't. I don't think. Huge. What do you uh, think's going on here? Well, you know, honestly, I don't think there's. I mean, I'm still really thinking about like different. You know, things like Lucy came through and she was like, What's wrong with that guy? And I was like, Uh, it's kind of hard to explain. She's like, Is he being possessed by a demon? And I was like, When did she say that? That's really tonight. His daughter, not Lucy on the show, her daughter. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yes, my daughter, Lucy. (laughs) I was like, When did that happen? I don't remember that. No, it's not named after this Lucy by the way, but, um, so she, I thought she yeah, was, so, no, oh, I'm sorry. No, don't be. It's so, I mean, what do you think better. is going on future with Mike and, um, oh, coming from a purely, uh, psych, you know, psychiatric background, it seems like he's got, uh, com- you know, compartmentalized personalities and something about seeing that picture triggered, what, I mean, he went like full on seizure, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde breakdown, you know, conversion and his alternate personality, like, you know, it came out. Um, fucked if I know. <laughs> well, yeah. So, but, but, so Cooper is like on the mic, right? Like he's, Mike is a suspect and we're well, not a suspect, but he's a person of interest. Person of interest. Yeah. But, up until this point, we haven't seen Mike do anything that's except in that one psycho worthy. Except in that one dream where he did the whole dream. In a dream. Yeah, yeah, it was a dream, dream right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about like in in the uh, real Actionable, world, right? In the real world, the well, the only time was weird was when he was in the hospital, but only Hawks on that time. Yeah. Did yeah, he do like he some did. of these? Could he be the one putting the things in what's her name's fingers? I'm legitimately asking. I don't he, know. He, I didn't know until hospital. today that it wasn't put in the train car. So, but yeah, but, I guess it could have been. He was in there like a, all these times, wasn't he? Just like walking around. He was in like the it. elevator. He was. Huh. Bro, we got a full-on fugitive situation here. We got to find that one-armed man. You know, the greatest line in the fugitive, besides the whole outhouse, doghouse thing, was when Richard Kim goes, I didn't kill my wife. And Tom Lee Jones like, I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. Our good friend Corey Mounts, fugitive, his favorite movie of all time. I think of Corey Mounts every time I think of the fugitive. Good old Corey. It was a good movie. He's a good guy too, Corey. Sweetest man in the world, possibly. 
softest hands you'll ever meet. Don't want to let you. Don't want to talk about how I know that, but just do. All right. So uh, next. Softer than Joey's. <laughs> what? Joey, 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 Joey. Joey didn't have soft hands. That was the other one. That was the know. guy that was giving Joey the massage. Got a massage. Yeah. All right. So uh, now we see. Harry is speakers. I'm sorry. Shelly is talking to Harry and Coop. She's not going to say anything against him. And Coop totally calls her bluff. Kel, how awesome is Coop? Yeah. Oh my God. Completely great in the scene. She's like, wait, what? Wait, what? Well, see you later. <laughs> it's like, Bye. You, you dumbass. <laughs> we totally know exactly what you're doing. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Good. Okay. Bye. Like, that. Well, that's an insurance fraud, but she's too dumb to think of this on her own. So who's pulling the strings? Just <laughs> true. Yep. Oh, I love it. He called that in a second. So then after after this, we see the Mike freak out in the bathroom, which we already talked about. No need to go back there. But then we see we go back to the Great Northern and we see the doors opening an elevator and we see a tuba player, a drummer and a couple of pom tom cheerleaders getting off with Coop. Uh, we then see a sh- that shady-looking Asian man again, and Coop goes to Ben and asks about Audrey. So, Cal, one more time, I'll go to you. Why doesn't Ben seem more worried about her? He seemed more pissed off that Coop was worried about her than he was that she's missing. He said it, right? She. Runs I, don't, I don't think he doesn't. I don't think he really gives a shit about her at all. I think he, she causes more trouble for him than. Yeah, she's ruining he, business deals and shit. But Her at the same time, I think, I think that you know she's she's acting out, obviously, you know, which is sad because he's. It seems like you know he has failed her as a parent. So, but so in, in, she also has her own free will, and she doesn't have to be a dickhead. So in Ben's life, his love of hotels and smuggling coke and running whorehouses and stuff like I I don't think he's the guy to to really provide that parental guidance. He was two seconds away from fucking her. Oh, what's the uh, how many days has it been that she's missing? Like four. Yeah. So his love of Audrey is down here, but his love of uh, smoked cheese pig is up here. That's more scary, isn't it? (laughs) All right, so then back to Harry and Coop, which, by the way, how is... Why are there so many cheerleaders in this hotel? And weird musicians. Well, I'm assuming they're the marching band with the cheerleaders. Why are there so many cheerleaders and, I guess, also marching band? So is this scene And they're all wearing mismatched outfits. Yeah, they were always like a competition. They were all from different schools. Yeah. Well, schools that in, we we don't have schools, so... Wait, but if they're at an inn, like, does that mean there's a competition in the town where young girls are getting murdered and going missing? <laughs> that seems like a bad choice. Could be. So, like, I just like try to figure out yeah. what's going on here. So this scene, like, I'm sorry, this scene doesn't make sense because Harry was just in the police station and now he goes at the Great Northern and our very next scene Harry and Coop are back at the police station talking about Josie. Where's Doc at? We, we ain't heard nothing about Doc's whereabouts. He's Doc, the Doc shows at the hospital, he's, yeah, with uh, yeah, he's everywhere. Ronette, the, the person Doc that we're missing is Montana, aka Rick Giolito, father of Lucas Giolito, Chicago <laughs> White Sox. And by the way, Rick Giolito's wife was on our episode of uh, 
of loss this week that we talked about. It's not for those listening. That'll be in a couple weeks, but the one recorded today. Very exciting. Let's say uh, also she wasn't like on the show. She was just on the episode. She was in two scenes. <laughs> yeah, but no, she wasn't like on our show. Oh no, 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 no. I yeah. wish. <laughs> you I said wish. it and I was like, wait, they're gonna get all excited to have this like special guest and they're never gonna show up. Like I don't want I don't want to bait and switch. I'd be like afraid that. to have her on our lost show because I would just talk about Twin Peaks the whole time. Tell me about your grandpa. Tell me about your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he in every scene, even when there's no need for a doctor? No. You're like, how good is his agent? And wh- how is it that your brother yeah. creates Twin Peaks, puts your husband on the show, but you're not on the show, and you're the one that's an actual actress? You're too young. How old was she? No, but she was married to Rick Giolito at this time, so she must be oh. an adult. Uh, well, then definitely not too young. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Maybe if we actually had Lindsay Maybe Frost Maybe she had a previous show. engagement. That's what it sounds like. She probably <laughs> had like, you know, a Magnum PI episode to work on or some shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe we could uh, rename the show Firecast to us. Just, I have no fucking idea. Just, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So then after her, uh, Coop leaves again with the, the creepy Asian guy kind of follows him. Then we see Audrey. She's kind of waking up and being creepishly fed chocolates by Jean Renault. Caramel. Is it chocolate? Or uh, caramel, yeah, whatever uh, it was. I, was caramel. I thought he was giving her some drugs. I forgot about this scene. I was like, ooh. But, like, uh, no, uh, uh, like, don't put shit in my mouth, bro. But Jean Renault played by the great, the great, the great Michael Parks. Love Michael Parks. Sad we lost him in real life. He's extra creepy in this. Yes. Uh, but we find yes. out that he is Jacques' brother. And what's, do you remember their other brother's name pick? Pierre. Pierre. Was it? No, I have no <laughs> idea. You just threw out a generic. It was right. It started with an R, I think. It was Pretty Renee, Frenchy. I think. It was he was Renee. the one that, uh, uh, what's I his like name Renee. killed, right? Was he, the, he was the one that, uh, uh, um, what's Shelly's husband? Leo killed. Yes. Wait, who? Yeah, yeah. Leo. Bernard or something? Bernard yeah. Rougeau. I think I think you're right. I think it was Bernard. Yeah, I think it was Bernard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Bernard. Bernard, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. So, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, it's only what I said. Good. So Good we, job, Kelly. so we find out that uh, <laughs> that they're going to ransom. They're gonna kind of ransom, get up, ransom from Audrey, um, and Jacques' uh, brothers are they're they're kind of bumbling fools, but Jean kind of seems legit now. Blackie seems like an idiot because it seems like her idea. She's gonna take the money. And buy out uh, Ben for the one-eyed jacks, but after kid, yeah, after kidnapping the doctor, yeah, and, yeah it's, it seems but, highly suspect. But she is addicted to heroin. That's so. true. But Jean Renault's idea seems to be, I'm going to be the middle guy, so they're not going to know who actually did kidnap her. Yet, as soon as you get the money, you're going to be like, by the way, I'm think I'm going to buy you out now. Where'd you get that money? I mean, it just, uh, it's, I just had it the whole time. I mean, this. <laughs> I have no clue, man. But, but Jean Renault seems pretty legit, doesn't he, Fuge? I don't know if legit's the correct word. Okay, of seen. all the idiots in Twin Peaks, all the idiot criminals in Twin Peaks, he seems by far the most legit. Am he I right? seems the most uh, criminally apt. Yes. It More than like Hank? They, you know, like. 
Oh, and he definitely seems more criminally he, active. Hank's Hank, like a loose cannon. I think he has his shit together. He could well, and, and Hank's a, a, a grunt-level guy. Man. This guy's a, a boss. And by the, by the way, uh, spoiler alert for Secret History Twin Peaks, uh, when, here, when uh, he goes bad and he throws the football game, it, he was paid off by Jean Renault to throw the football game. So. Oh, yeah, you know, I think I remember you telling me about that before. Oh, you guys need to read it. Secret History. Secret History is great. See, Jean Renault's paying people off. Uh, Hank would be just breaking kneecaps. Yeah. All right. All right. So then uh, back to Harry and Coop. Josie's coming back, and Harry wants to see her first. Hawk comes in talking about Mike. Um, and then Coop mentions that Mike knew Bob and that. So, Kel, why did it take him so long to make this connection? Or do you think it's just because he's waking up from the dream or what? We kind of mentioned this earlier, but. Oh, man. Uh, that's true. Yeah. It's because he got shot. Uh, right. Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I don't. I think maybe he suspected it a bit, but maybe uh, he, he, he's got this kind spirit or something. Maybe this, he sees, like, I guess, the good in this man. I don't know, man. Uh, Haven't you ever known something, but it just took a minute to connect the, the, the dots, and you're like, oh, that's the thing that I, you know? It's in the episode or something. I, I <laughs> Maybe he's uh, recuperating from the diarrhea from all the pie. Maybe. So then they find the syringe in the bathroom and Coop gets his. uh... Oh, I'm sorry. So then after they find the syringe in the bathroom, Coop finally gets his third clue. And then we go to Nadine and so that that clue about you know that's the, where Coop and I are the same. Whenever I find a syringe in a bathroom that's still full, I instantly also have to pick it up and check it out. That's, <laughs> <laughs> so then after, I have to deal with syringes all day at work, and it's like I, it's so yeah. funny to me. I'm just like, <laughs> like I have to make sure, like you know, usually like for, for uh, yeah, no, the doctors usually deal with that. Uh, we set them up, but the doctors put them up. Oh, so. bro, free floor drugs in a in a public restroom at a police station? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then see the please. little syringe they had it. Uh, when I jacks, it's like looks like like an old school like hypodermic needle. That was a giant needle too. Oh. That that was. A, <laughs> this was the eighties though, or 90s. the nineties. Yeah. So maybe it is. So old everyone school. had like you know like but I feel like because it's sort of like a retro place, it looks like they got, like went and did like some like they got like you know, a twenties like, needle. Uh, yeah. What was in the needle? Yeah, Do we know? The- it was heroin. Oh, heroin. I think it's Mike's no, hard lemonade. No, oh no, wait, no. no, that's what picks. No, we're talking. Oh, hold on. Wait, which needle? Uh, the the bathroom needle. Oh, I thought we were talking about Audrey. No, the bathroom needle. I'm assuming is some sort of uh anti-seizure medication uh, i thought you were talking about audrey's needle. Yeah. audrey's needle's definitely heroin yeah yeah i, I knew that yeah. Right. yeah so next scene we get uh ed and nadine we see nadine in the hospital and uh ed starts singing to her and she can tries to break his hand and she wakes up i, for- I forgot about just- that song dude how about ed's voice though on top oh, yeah. of smoke 
Ed's a better singer than James. <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. Like, I listen to that song over and over again. I like that Nadine is just pumping out pure adrenaline somehow. And she's fucking ripping through raw chains. Like, what? Was she is 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 she a She Hulk? Like what's She's going on? She's definitely Ric Flair's sister. Duh. <laughs> so she and, and, when, when she wakes up, she actually woo! thinks she's in high school. <laughs> so if you tell how is this that, how is this Nadine thing gonna pay off? What's how what'd what? she say? Eighteen? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but if all you had to do is eat a bottle of pills to wipe away your you know thirty years of mistakes and not have to remember them. I would be eating bottles of pills, you know, yesterday. Sign me up. You're God, right. Please. But I want to know if you, how do you think this is going to uh, turn out? How is this going to turn out? Well, she doesn't remember that he blew her eye out or any of the crazy shit that happened. So she's just like full on in love with him again. So does she think she's really 18? Maybe. She just... She's got a lot going on. That seems entirely believable at this point. Considering her fragile mental status. You know, yeah, anyway. she could be, uh, it could be regression. It could be fallen amnesia. It could be repressing memory. Like at this point, like, bro, she was pumping out so much adrenaline. It might've just short circuited her entire fucking brain. Like, I want to talk about what how happens. How long has it been doing that? Because she, she ripped that damn rower machine back That's what I'm like, saying. so i'm thinking that's why know? she's not dead from the pills i think her body's just been jacking adrenaline for you know weeks now so eating the pills just made her go down for a light nap <laughs> <laughs> hey, can't you i don't know are you like me i cannot wait for future to see what happens with nadine no oh yeah it's gonna don't, be fun don't dangle come on all right, so then Coop and Harry go to see Jacoby, and we meet his wife, Oliani, um, and they're going to hypnotize him. Oh, get hot by it. Where do you, where do you just, just, whatever time he spends in Hawaii, I don't know why the fuck he's coming back to Twin Peaks. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd rather be in Twin Peaks than Hawaii. It's like, here's my smoking hot <laughs> island bride who just, you know, stays in Hawaii. I'm going to come back here and fantasize with my patient, Laura. Yeah, like, what, what, I... I need more on. I'm sorry, but her bangs, like, oof. So I I don't know his whole outfit and the the hypnosis and everything. I I need more info on. Hold on, hold on. Look, I got something. Is it a golden shovel? I hate you. (laughs) I just hate everything about you right now. Uh, Got some Jacoby glasses. Is that what that's about to show me? Oh, oh yes. Spoiler alert. You haven't even seen him yet. Well, I saw him when you were walking towards. Yeah, you guys. Nice. Awesome. Oh, spoiler. I saw you walking towards the camera with. Shut them. up. <laughs> I, I spoiler alert in my mind. I, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> so, <laughs> spoiler yes. when you show them to me. <laughs> So Good. we uh, we yeah. we figure out we find out they're gonna hypnotize him, um, and then uh, <laughs> Harry starts drifting off in the middle, which was fucking great. So he's I, like, he kind of nudges him. He's like, hey, he's like Harry. He's like, oh yeah, right, yeah. He's like, I want to be golfing too. Yeah. <laughs> That's just weird. So then Donna goes to visit Laura's grave and uh, drop off Harold's flower. And there's an owl at the grave. Did you see that pic? I did not. 
So there's an owl sitting in her grave. So my question you pick, is that owl what it seems, Damn. if you know what I mean? The owls are watching, dude. The owls yeah. are not what they seem. Yeah. Oh. What's why I'm asking? Is the owl not what we see? Well, no, but who is the owl? Explicitly. I know Bob is the owl, right? Well, Bob's well, face maybe. turned into an owl. Yeah. For a split that second. Time. So, anyway. Um, so then Donna. Not, not gonna, not gonna lie, when I was watching the episode, like a... I fell asleep at this part. So, yeah. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> That's why I didn't see that. All these years ever in your life, you've never well, seen Well, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to do episode by episode now. Yeah. People got to sleep sometime. Maybe I pass out well, during the uh, like, there, like there, thirty seconds of episode me, left. Me and me and Harry, you could probably we just both listen pass to out the dialogue. <laughs> we both nodded out. There you got you got oh, hypnotized. Oh, it, it worked on you. Yeah. Okay, I get it. So, um, yeah. So then Donna's kind of pissed off at Laura, like she's kind of yelling at Laura at the grave. So. Let me ask you, Kelly. Does she kind of does she have a right to be mad at Laura? She's not mad at Laura. Sorry. <sighs> I think sorry, that uh, we should call Kevin Kelly now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Starts with no, the same I, letter. You know, I think that it's really weird because she's like you know outside the grave at night, like just yelling. Yeah, why was like, she uh, there at night? Well, she she went there to take the I guess maybe after all the meals on wheels that she had to deliver or something I don't know but are graveyards open at night? They're not. And she's like open, she, but she's you can like go. Uh, I have to tell you, you probably already know kind of like hooked up with James or whatever, <laughs> and I love him or whatever. It's like the dumbest shit. And then then the dramatic thing, but I think I think you know that. Uh, Maybe the writers or somebody got coaxed into getting her more lines or something, it feels like. Oh. because You mean like dating the main star of the show? Yeah, like Kyle, bitch. Yeah. Or maybe they had two Well, you know what? Look at her now. So. You know, they had to round up the time. I mean, I was only nine years old when I was watching it, so I mean, I can't really say much. But Well, I was... Uh, negative three, so you know. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I was nine. Also, my, my dad was watching it while I was in a scrotum, so yeah. you know, was... y'all got jokes. So uh, then, uh, James goes to see Maddie after the this. Teacher's like, I was today years old. <laughs> yeah, I, I was forty. <laughs> sorry, sorry, gutter. That's all right. So then after the scene, James goes to see Maddie and he starts talking to her about his mom. Again, you think just thinks he's dumb. Kel, is he serious? Dude, um, excuse me, but it, that's that's your chick's dude. If you don't go up and, oh, James, oh, that's, that's very... That's very. Well, it's just her cousin. They're not even really that good of friends. No, no, it doesn't. No, I mean, okay. But he, so, so he used this. He it, used this. I'm sorry, Kel. He used this tactic before when he was. I just have to tell you something, Donna. My mom's a whore, and he got a little little action there. So is, this, is he his, just tries this his move, or is he his, really? Yeah, is he really move. that nice of a guy? Like Pick says, what do you guys think? I, I think, think he, he just sees Laura. He just sees Laura. You think that's what it is? 
Yeah. He plays that sympathy yeah. card for a little bit. Well, of, and also uh, anytime he turns around, she's like there, like holding his hand or like caressing. Yeah, she's his not really distancing she's herself. Turned, she's she's yeah. kind of like putting it on to him. Well, she's not egging him on, but she's certainly not. Oh, come not on. instigating it as well, you know. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, all of a sudden, Donna walks in and sees them. I mean, they kissed, but. She sees him and she storms off, and then James oh, angrily. But this is this is like the third time because she saw him the making googly eyes, and then she saw them holding hands, and now she saw them kissing. Like she's literally seen. So as far as uh, she's concerned, every time she's not in the room, these two are hooking up progressively. Next time yeah. it's going to be named so Scroggin. Like, yeah, next this time is, it's going to be success. This is what you do, Scroggin. Oh my god. So does I this does this justify James destroying Leland Palmer's house? Because he like, no. No. Dude, I swear he walks out and he's like, "Hey, he's my the favorite one that's lamb." Backing on two chicks and the ones in the one house. He got pissed off because he got caught. That not cool, problem. guys. Not cool. Yeah, you don't. You no, don't wreck a random not cool, house James. because hey, yeah. y'all gonna stop all this James hate. You like Why? James? Vick? You you want to try and come down here and stop me because it ain't gonna happen. Hey, James is cool. He's always so, been cool. He rides motorcycles. Shit, and he's so, always been so then we get we get a bit the big scene, which I thought should have been the mic drop at the end of the episode until the final scene, but we see Maddie bearing her soul to Leland when Harry and Coop come in and arrest him. So I, I do have I do have some questions about this. I don't really seem like uh, I, I like really any of us are kind of in a place to answer these questions. What did Jacoby see him like in his hypnotized dream? Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in someone that might be able to shed some light on this situation for us. Is it recording? Or are you actually calling right? Hello, Moshi Moshi, ladies and gentlemen from the. We have to go back podcast. My good friend, Mr. Dave Dawes. What's up, gang? Hi. So you're on with future Kelly and Pickle. What's up, Dawes? Not too much. I was just watching MasterChef. Nice. Well, I had a legal question, and instead of trying to answer it myself, I thought I would go to the official lawyer of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. I think I know where this is going now. So I have a question for you, Daz, a legal question, and maybe you can shed some light on this. So we're at a scene in the show right now where um, someone gets murdered. So they get murdered. Uh, they're, they're sharing a hotel room with another guy that's kind of in a coma almost. And the other guy is in a coma too. And someone comes in and smothers him with a pillow. So that guy's dead. So now all of a sudden... The FBI shows up and they do hypnosis on the other guy who was in the room. And through this hypnosis, he seems to find who the killer was. He see he sees the killer through this hypnosis. Is that admissible in court? Is that enough to arrest someone? Having someone under hypnosis be like, oh yeah, Bill did it. Come on, come on. I think please. so. Oh, so so that you think it is, huh? Yeah, really? Hypnosis. Uh, what law? Like what law? <laughs> please cite precedent. 
Uh, I, I, I don't I, I, I don't know if this has been done, but I had a feeling it has been done. That, that I want to know felt- what fucking court let <laughs> hypnosis fingering uh, be admissible as as an arresting uh, America. Uh, the free land of the well, free. To, okay, look. Let, let, let me let me be clear here. There's a first of all when you say admissible. That means that it, it would be used oh. in court in a trial. Okay, that's with, that's with what jury present. Okay, yeah, so the, the question is, 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 would it be presented? It would be presented to the jury. No, the question is, is is it so, enough to charge him? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm trying to say. Is it enough to charge him? Is it enough to issue an arrest? Charge him is different. It's easier to charge someone. All you need to this charge seems someone very is probable cause. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, that is true because if 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 a a chick, uh, you know, accuses the baby daddy of uh, hitting her, he's going to get arrested whether he did it or not. That's right. Right, right, right. But that's different. Whether he did it or not. No, no, no. But that that's a that's an actual accusation from a conscious person making that decision. This was an unconscious person who witnessed something and then said that they witnessed this well under hypnosis. That's different than someone calling the police and saying someone hit me with no evidence. I think it would be, I think it would uh, give rise to probable cause because. Oh my God, I, I hate this say, country. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I believe that there is, a, there is some rule related to recollection, facts recollected under hypnosis. There is a rule about this that I learned so in evidence precedent. class in law school. Huh? I think there is. And I think it's admissible. There's probably a lot of conditions, but that, like, like I said, what I mean is admissible <clears throat> in court. So it's harder to be admissible in court than it is to just be to give rise to probable cause. You know, there, there's this higher standard for admissibility. So if it's admissible as evidence in court, then certainly it would be able to give rise to probable cause and support an arrest. That's my that's that my thought. But I'll, I'll circulate the rule on this just so that everyone has it. And you can I can follow, you can kind of talk about it next week to see if I'm right or not. That's I, I you know I can't remember exactly for sure, but this is what I think based on you know my based on my memory of law school. But you know this doesn't come up obviously this heart does not come up often. You know. All right, all right. Well, well, Daz, I need you to go uh, to work tomorrow and and, <laughs> and go to all your senior partners. And bring this up as as potential case and, and see what their rulings are and and, and if yeah, they and, think that, and just be like um, is it admissible? And, and let them know that case? we will not pay them for their services. Would you I need to make that very take this clear. Case. Look, I'm not saying you're going to win on it, but is it presentable? Can you use it? I think no. So. I just don't want to get arrested because someone said I did something falsely under hypnosis. Oh, that happens all the time. Hypnosis? <laughs> it's enough to. It, it is admissible in a 1990s uh, dramatic I mean, television series. The whole point of hypnosis that you can make people do and say things that they wouldn't normally do, believe, or say. Like you yeah, make them like bark like a dog, and yeah. So how could that be? Like literally, the whole point <laughs> is the power suggestion under hypnosis. Yeah, how could that be admissible in court? The whole point is to make them do shit they didn't actually do or think things they didn't actually, you know, do or say. Okay, but look, I'm looking at the rule right now. 
this is this is admissible. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> you can use hypnosis. Okay, you ever heard like you can use hypnosis to refresh recollection of a witness. You ever hear like, would it refresh your recollection if I showed you this? You know, if you ever heard that phrase, that that's a common technique that we use in So trials. it's it's would it re- refresh your recollection if you stared into my watch for a couple of minutes and went into hypnosis, barked like a chicken or barked like a dog, and then uh, walked around like a chicken, and then told us who the murderer was. That, yeah, that, you, that you've got you've got to be uh, you an expert in it. And here's the case, okay, United States the Adams in the Ninth Circuit. The Ninth Circuit upheld the admissibility of hypnotically refreshed testimony. But where the court expressed concern, okay, this is what the court expressed concern that investigatory use of hypnosis on persons who may later be called upon to testify in court carries a dangerous potential for abuse. Great care must exercise. Great care must be exercised to ensure that statements from after hypnosis are the production of the subject's own recollection rather than of recall tainted by suggestions received while under hypnosis. This... At minimum, police stenographic records of interviews of hypnotized persons who later testify should be maintained. Can I just so say can I just say that this segment yes, with Daz it's like the weirdest wording ever. This segment with Daz is going one million times better than I ever would have imagined. Daz, you are awesome. <laughs> there it is. There it is, folks. United States v. Adams. There's the precedent. Go look it up. Oh my god. No, I, I I'm not even gonna I believe you. It's 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 upsetting, but but, you know, all right. But like I said, just just Look, like welcome I, to America. Thought, there's a lot of there's a lot of conditions. You got to know who's in the room. You got to have a total transcript. It's got to be done by an expert. So this is a serious. Okay, was that how it was done? At a, court, like with, a court appointed expert. Yeah, I, I that's where I get really concerned when they're like, all right, the court identifies this oh. person as an expert hypnosis giver. I'm sure Doc was there, so. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be like a psychiatrist who, has, who does hypnosis therapy. I mean, bro, they can't even get experts for real like, thing, geneticists or, or fingerprint analyzers and shit. Like, they're getting those guys wrong. How are they going to get an and expert? Jacoby hypnosis? kind of put himself under hypnosis, if you want. Yeah, it was his own recalled <laughs> recollection. He's like, describe a golf course in a Hawaiian breezy way. Yeah, he literally, like, gave him his own words to read back to him and the tape to play. Like, he could have fingered anybody. I mean... Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, 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 well Daz, you, you have been awesome. This went way better than I ever would have imagined. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, buddy. Oh, I'm, I'm so angry. I, right? I love uh, I, I love pop quizzes. What can they tell you? Um, so. <laughs> will you be our lifeline for once in a while? Phone a friend. Hey, yeah, if you ever go on that show, you know, call me about if yeah, I I probably your law like one, I guess I can probably Awesome. And I, good I seeing you, Daz. <laughs> and if you like Daz, man, he is the heart and soul of our lost podcast. Sorry, Fuge. Daz is the heart and soul <laughs> of that show. So listen yeah, listen hey. up, we have to go back. Oh, I, I'm I okay was scared so he, he's the heart and soul, and I'm the angry fists. That that's fine. 
I was going to say poisoned liver, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and Daz also was on Gunner and the Pistols last week with uh, with Future and Kel. That was a great episode. So, Daz, you are the best, my friend. Thanks for taking time out of your family time to yes, hop on told, here with us. I told Gunner, I, I told Gunner that I thought you're a really nice person. <laughs> oh, good. good. I like you too. Yeah. Uh, I told him. I, I, you're like I, really I, positive. positive. Yeah, they listen to me, so. You know. <laughs> I, I, I just love the I sound can. of my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. All right. Uh, see you guys. I did. Thank thanks thanks so much, buddy. All right. All right. Bye. That was awesome. That was awesome. He sounds like me, like the, the same pitch of my voice. <laughs> Very high. <laughs> he's like, I love the sound of my own voice. I'm happy. That's why so I think we 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 kind of we kind of mesh. <laughs> All right. Well, one more scene left in this show before we say goodbye. Donna goes to Harold Smith to cry about James, and when he steps away, we see it. Pick Laura's secret <gasps> diary. <gasps> oh snap. Future. What and could then, possibly be in the, the how diary? Did he have that and not give it, it to it. the fucking now, now, Future, you have audible. You have an notes. audible account, right? I do. So they wrote. There was a book that came out during Twin Peaks, where they essentially wrote Laura's secret diary, and the audiobook is on Audible, narrated by uh, Cheryl Lee. Okay. So I've never read it. You read it, didn't you, Pick, back in the day? Yeah, I have or had it. Yeah, you said it was it was by Jennifer Lynch, right? Oh, was it? That wrote it? I think so. Yeah. So is it I'm assuming don't listen to it now because it's gonna be super spoilery. Uh yeah, I don't yes. know. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah when you get yeah. to a certain part. <laughs> yeah. You can After, use your credit now. If Fiesh. you're interested, we, we have all of the information for you. We have the MOV files. We can well, get you the, I actually bought it and I've never listened to it. If I bought it, I cashed in a a tick token to buy it. I, have, I have, haven't listened to it yet. No, I, I have the actual paper book somewhere. Or I did have it. I think I might give it away. I, I don't think know. I would like to have that. I think I want to have like a replica. We, we should definitely um, diary. I thought I thought you might have nonsense. <laughs> I definitely think we yeah. need to review the secret diary, at least the audio book. I mean, that could be a fun. Show. I have it. I have it on my. Uh, what, what do you call that old ass shit? The Amazon. Your Zoom. Thing? No, it's uh, like a like a Kindle no, thing. Yeah. Yeah, Kindle. <laughs> I mean, I have the file, but I totally move it over to my new computer. In a Moby. I have it. I, yeah, I have yeah, I have it on a, a terabyte disc or whatever that thing nice. is called. Disc. All right. Well, that it's is like an ex- external hard drive. That is uh, the next. That is this week's episode. Stupid. So that's a good episode, huh? Yeah. yeah, it's this is getting fun. All right. Uh, well, then we we got one more thing to do left. No. Not that, Kel. Not that. Here's the part 
of the show where Future tells us what the F oh, okay. is going. What did we learn in today's episode, Future? And what the F is going on? Uh, we learned that Coop was shot with a James Bond gun, Walter BPK. That is true. <coughs> we learned that uh, Albert's both a pessimist and a pacifist. Uh, we, we learned that uh, apparently hypnosis is admissible in court. What the fuck? Uh, uh, what did we learn about the show? I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on. This this was this was definitely a more soap opera y episode than a than a weird shit episode. Um, I definitely like the weird shit ones more. This one kind of dragged a little bit for me, but like it it was building, so I don't know. I want to see what happens next. We had a we had a mic revelation. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like you know when you said that future was when Blackie was like, "Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet, baby," or some dumb shit, whatever the dumb <laughs> shit she said was. That that was where I was just like, ugh. What's her, up, her sister Rocky's was even sister. like, yeah, yeah you're dumb. Gonna say, what's her sister's name? We didn't even talk about her sister. Or did we? I liked no, her, we, like, we uh, Whitney Houston jumpsuit. Yeah, she was just kind of like arm candy for John. She didn't really do much. What's her name? Is it Sapphire? Is that the, is that the, is that the same one that was beating up uh, the bald guy? Because she kind of was just like bossing him around. Yeah. No, was, no, Mr. no. Mr. No. Horn. Emery. Emery. Yeah. She's not, it, she's not one the... of the prostitutes. Well, why not? Because she's her sister. She just got into town with John. Alright, Fuse, let me ask you a question. Of the of the characters we were really truly in, introduced for the first time in this episode, who do you want to know more about? Is it John Renault, Harold Smith, Oliani, uh Oliani well, Jacoby? J- Jacoby's wife for sure. That's who I need to know more about. Uh, what is her story? She's married to this lunatic? Like, she's got to have the inside scoop. Secret history talks about her, man. I keep mentioning it. We, did you You got to get pick those up, Fuge. Pick those up, and if nothing else, if no one else wants to read it, you and I will come on this show in between before the return and discuss them. Because I think those. the more I'm watching this show now, the more I, I'm, I want to re, re-listen to those so bad. But I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till you're ready. When's the appropriate time to check those out? Before the return or during the return? Yeah, yeah, we'll do it before the yeah, return. Yeah, but what do you do? What, what are you gonna do? Like, the, you do firewall? How do you? So this is what I this is what I think we're gonna do. We're gonna finish season two, and if you guys, I'm I'm not bullying. I'm just saying this is my suggestion. We're gonna finish season two. Then, we can either do Laura's secret journal or firewalk with me. Pick whichever one you think fits in. I didn't read the journal, so I don't know if there's spoilery stuff for firewalk with me we should probably do firewalk with me next we can do like one episode with with like reading of whatever yeah and, you know obviously the fire the firewalk with me the future firewalk with me is really interesting did you know that david bowie was in that film yeah and chris isaac all right if bowie's in it i'm game and, and chris Kiefer, isaac and Kiefer sutherland and Kiefer sutherland yeah I, you, you had me and Bowie. And the great uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Lots of great yeah. people. So yeah, so I think we'll do Fire... Well, this is my suggestion. Firewalk, we'll do season two. Firewalk with me. Uh, Secret Diary of Laura Palmer. Secret History. Then Missing Pieces. Because Missing Pieces kind of leads you right into... Missing Pieces is just a bunch of deleted scenes that they kind of strung together. Uh, which we actually did an episode on Missing Pieces and I can't find it. Um, yeah, and it, there was a lot of... Uh like Firewalk would be yeah it's mostly deleted scenes from Firewalk to me but there are some from the last season or the last couple episodes of, of uh, season two and then we'll do all the return and then we'll end with uh, whatever the second book was I don't remember what the second one was because that because what oh, happened that was the one that the Mark Frost wrote Mark Ruff Frost wrote both of them but yeah. uh, the second one I think the das- final dossier that's what that one's called Oh, yeah, yeah. So. All right, guys. Any final thoughts on this episode? Uh, It's a good episode. Who killed Laura Palmer? Do you know who killed Laura Palmer yet, Fuge? Um, Kirk Cameron. It was not Kirk Cameron. (laughs) It was Tootie. I'm I'm going with suicide. (laughs) (laughs) Great answer. Well, now we know it's not suicide. (laughs) Well, she could have suicided and then someone else put her in the... uh... Oh, he he explicitly said it wasn't suicide. Yeah. Yeah. It was Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson came through. He does everything. He wrapped her in practice. So, a lot of people know Bobby in this episode, huh? None. No Bobby, hey, no, no Mike, snake. snake. Ep- yeah, has he been in an episode other than the first one or two? No Julie. Well, she's alluded to, but no uh, Jerry Horn. No. Yeah. No. Of, uh, no Major. Uh, no Major Briggs or his wife. No. Uh, of, uh, the Horn family. Log lady. Law. The law. Yeah, log no lady. log lady. No. Um, but we did get giant. Well, we no, they talked about this. He just mentioned he's not in it. No, Johnny. Johnny Horn. Oh. All right. Well, next week, uh, do you see the title of next week's episode? Is it a spoiler if I uh, read it out? You tell me the title. What does it say? Uh, let's bring it up here. The title of next week's episode Laura's Secret Diary. That's not a um, spoiler. We ended this episode with your secret diary. Well, it's, <laughs> the, epi- the spoiler is that it's the name of the episode. Uh, you know who else was in this episode? Oh. Andy. Oh, he wasn't around at all. Because he took the day off work because Dick Tremaine was showing up. Mm. So. Alright, guys. Well, we will see you next week. www.wideopenmike.net All the fun podcasts on the network. Thanks again to our special guest, Dave Dawes, who, that was awesome. I'm still happy. That that segment turned out so good. <laughs> Very excited. So, all right, guys, we'll see you next week. Love ya. Later. Peace. Later.